This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. That regardless of the neighborhood that these respondents um, uh, belong to, um, the refrigerator filter systems are the most widely used for all groups. That's Marcia Silva, PhD and Associate Scientist at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, discussing the WQRF Emerging Contaminants Consumer Study. This week's feature on the podcast. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote better water quality around the world. This is episode number 278. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a show. It's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team or friend or colleague. We are publishing this August 3rd of 2022. Find us at wqa.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. In this episode, we'll feature a segment from a recent WQRF webinar, WQRF, the Water Quality Research Foundation, and that webinar provided an overview of the Emerging Contaminants Consumer Study. This independent study was performed by researchers from the University of Wisconsin system in June of 2021. It was designed to gauge the American public's knowledge of emerging contaminants in drinking water and their interest in and willingness to use in-home water treatment. Marsha walks us through how the survey was conducted and the main results. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and our WQA tip. Now on to Marsha Silva on WQA Radio. together um, one 10 minute multiple choice questionnaire and this questionnaire was actually preceded by pre-screening questions so we could uh, assure the participate the participation of only the target um, participants and who were the target so we had um, our target was 2400 uh, households and we used prime panels which is an online social cloud uh, research platform um, to distribute our um, Qualtrics uh, questionnaire. So the idea was that these uh, questions could be distributed among the 50 states, but we were targeting um, residents that were 18 years old or older. We were targeting uh, residents that were involved in the economic decisions of their household and also um, uh, people that would be at living there at least for six months and would not have um, immediate plans for leaving or for moving. So the survey was initiated on June 3rd of last year and was com completed on June 15th. So our research had three major objectives. The first one was to understand which emerging contaminants are known by consumer per geographic region and per demographic group in the United States. 
So this is what we found out. About 20% of the respondents from combined target and control groups are unaware of any of the emerging contaminants included in the survey. Um, the, the, also, our data indicates that pesticides or herbicides, 12%, and pharmaceuticals, about 10%, are the most well-known classes of emerging contaminants among the survey respondents. And very interestingly, for all the other um, emerging contaminants, less than 3.5% of respondents in both groups claim knowledge of the other emerging contaminants. In terms of the top five well-known emerging contaminants uh, per state, the, the first well-known emerging contaminant was the, uh, are the pesticides and herbicides. And this is the green color that you can see here in 40 of the states. The second most well-known are pharmaceuticals. That's the, the orange color here in 28 of the states. And the third most well-known is the pink color microplastics in 18 of those states. For the fourth and 50 um, most well-known contaminants, we have a tie. In fourth, in fourth place, we have a personal care products and antimicrobial resistant bacteria in uh, 17 of those states. And in fifth place, we have PFAS and uh, pathogenic mycobacteria in 14 of those states. In terms of rank of concern, um, most respondents are concerned across all 19 emerging contaminants hovering between 77.1 and 95% for the combined groups that are shown in this, in this graph. Our second objective was to find whether consumers are aware about multiple POU or POE drinking water treatment products to reduce the concentration of emerging contaminants. So um, very interesting that regardless of the neighborhood, that these respondents um, uh, belong to. Um, the refrigerator filter systems are the most widely used for all groups. So, and this is followed by water softeners for rural agriculture. This is followed by um, filter pitcher bottle for rural manufacturing and suburban communities. And also by under the count or sink for urban city. So our third objective was to understand which type of communication platform and messaging on the POU, POE products have significant influence on a consumer's or a household choice of drinking water treatment systems. So we had very interesting findings here. So when respondents were asked, what was the source of information of emerging contaminants in drinking water? Um, what we found out is that um, uh, the respondents from combined groups learned about emerging contaminants in their drinking water primarily from internet websites, so about 13%, followed by local news television, so about 12.5%, 12, 12 local or state government announcements directives, 11.8%, 
And very interesting, when uh, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter were combined, so 11.1% indicated that social media would be the source of information on emerging contaminants in drinking water. So that is higher than newspaper news channel, 9.4%, family, friends, neighbors, 9%, and testing of drinking water, which was 8.9%. That was Marcia Silva, PhD and associate scientist at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, discussing the WQRF Emerging Contaminants Consumer Study. And later, Kayla Harriet, senior program leader for the Water Quality Research Foundation, provided some additional resources. Uh, for everybody that is curious and would like to learn more, there is a lot of resources for this study on wqrf.org slash completed studies. And so there's a, a lot of studies on that page. So I'm highlighting here in purple, the one that's the icon for this project. And then if you go to the next slide, please, you can see a little bit more specifically exactly what we have for this project. So we have the final report that was prepared by your presenters today. So um, that is an 86 page, very in-depth report. So extend, their, uh, extend our thanks to them for putting that together for us so that we could learn more in advance. Um, and that is available free of charge for WQA members. If you're not a member, you can reach out to the email there listed on the screen, foundation at wqrf.org to inquire about access. And we also have a 13 page executive summary document, which helps provide some, some highlights and an overview of the results. And then we also have a a new format, which helps present the results that we learned uh, from the study as well, which is an infographic. So that's just a one page uh, document that really highlights the major findings that we discussed today. And those are both publicly available, the executive summary and the infographic, so that they can be shared freely uh, with anybody who you think might be interested in the project. Now our WQA Motivational Minute. What verbs are in your vocabulary? I drew some inspiration for this from the late, great Jim Rohn. You know, verbs can be positive or negative, can't they? Such as, I can't do something, or I can. I won't do this, or I will. The verb changes everything. And it's easy to see how we can slip into one or the other. What's your quick reaction to a customer request? I can or I can't. What about an employee's suggestion? Oh, we can't do that. Or maybe we can do that. Well, I would encourage you to think about the verbs you use. Can instead of can't. Will instead of won't. You can do that, right? And that's our Motivational Minute. And now our WQA tip. If you have not yet registered for the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference, there's still time to register. It's coming up September 13th through the 15th in beautiful Lake Tahoe, California. The ideal setting to interact with colleagues in the industry in this year's Reimagine Conference. Our goal is to create professional relationships that build momentum toward innovation and change, resulting in better business and better water quality. 
By attending, you can help advance the water treatment industry. Everyone's welcome to attend. Come prepared to share your insights, challenges, and successes so others can benefit. Learn more at wqa.org slash M-Y-L-C. And invite a coworker or colleague to join us. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.